Governor Bevin and legislative leaders have finally produced their much-anticipated pension reform package. We're breaking down the reforms and how groups are reacting in the grind. And joining me now is political reporter Kevin Wheatley. Kevin, you were there in the uh, state capitol today in the uh, much less used uh, speech room and from the uh, governor when he launched this proposal. What are a couple of the highlights uh, that you can share with us here? Right. Well, the governor, House Speaker Jeff Hoover, and Senate President Robert Stivers unveiled their pension proposal on Wednesday um, there at the Capitol. And basically, it's transitioning new state employees, some recent hires who are in this hybrid cash balance plan into defined contribution plans that they say are more beneficial or more attractive to employees than those offered in the private sector. And a big change for current workers and current teachers is capping their their current pension benefits at 27 years and then transitioning them over into these DC accounts mm -hmm. once they pass that 27 year mark. And so it, it obviously raised a lot of questions, a lot of concerns. There was a lot of a few people who were pretty excited to see this. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this moves through the process. I know we've heard from former lawmakers who took better paying jobs in the in the government say that they're concerned that with a provision that would essentially roll back their benefits to base their legislative time on their legislative pay and basically just separating out the systems and giving lawmakers their benefits based on each individual system rather than lumping them all together mm -hmm. as was uh, previously allowed under this 2005 reciprocity law. Yeah, they, you know, they used to call that spiking or if you, you know, you work for the law in the legislature for, you know, a number of years and you make $20,000, $30,000 and you go over and make $100,000 a year salary and spike your pension based on that pay. Um, I'm sure some of these guys aren't happy about it, right. but uh, you know what are they going to do? I mean, I guess they could sue. That seems to be the case. They're going to take some sort of legal recourse. I talked to Doc Blevins, who is a longtime representative and state senator, who's now a judge executive in Rowan County, and he says he believes that he's entitled to those rights. He has an inviolable right to those benefits, and that he would probably sue to earn those. Also caught up with Kathy Stein, who was a longtime legislator too, dating back to 1997. She's now a family court judge in Fayette County. And she says that she probably wouldn't sue. She doubts that she would join any sort of legal action to challenge that provision if it becomes law. But uh, she said that uh, in her opinion, in her legal analysis, it would look like that to the legislators have an inviolable right to that 2005 law mm -hmm. and rolling that back and retroactively applying that to people who are already retired and uh, people who are still accruing benefits would probably uh, not pass a legal challenge if it comes to that. And she expects that to happen if that's the case. But you talk to House Speaker Jeff Hoover, you talk to the governor's office, and they say they think they're on solid legal ground on this. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It's probably not the only place that there could be lawsuits here. As you're talking about transitioning teachers that haven't hit that 27-year mark yet. I mean, these are people that bought into a system or joined the teaching profession under one set of rules and now could be transitioned to another. I know they say they've got that three-year kind of window so people can kind of make some decisions. But, you know, there's all sorts of aspects of this that could land them in court. Right, they're giving teachers who already are at retirement age an additional three years to accrue their benefits. And teachers who are currently in the system have until 27 years to get their uh, full defined benefit mm -hmm. benefits. But until and then after that, after that three-year window, after they hit that 27-year mark, they'll be transitioned into a defined contribution plan that they can contribute. I believe it's up to about 10% of their salaries in the state and local school districts will be on the hook for about 8%. 
that's 18 percent of their of uh, payroll that's going into these uh, systems it's a little bit better than those offered to state employees they say the, that one would be about 15 percent total um, they say that that's because teachers aren't allowed to get enroll in social security mm -hmm. uh, and they said they heard from a lot of teaching groups that said they don't want to be in social security uh, they like their pension plans as they are but uh, this seems to be a, a case of trying to of splitting the baby in half if you will mm -hmm. And you, you do have to wonder if it is 18% of, of the overall that they're paying in, where do they get that money at the, at the local level? And that's not the only hit the local level could take in this package. Uh, another aspect of this is level dollar funding, which is, as you explained it, essentially splitting these payments into in over 30 years yep. uh, at what they actually are. That means you can't fudge the numbers anymore, Kevin, and, and, and that's going to mean there's going to be a whole lot of money up on the line at this point, uh, and, and locals are going to have to pay their share without having the statutes to raise taxes. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Uh, when you look at the plan, you look at some of these local governments, they're gonna be on the hook for obviously more pension contributions. The, all these state agencies are gonna be on the hook as well. That uh, level dollar uh, pay funding model, they say is a more accurate and a better way for them to uh, amortize or, or pay off that unfunded liability that the governor's office says is $64 billion. Um, and you, when you look at that, you look at the assumption rates, you, you uh, tabulate everything like that and obviously the KRS system has lowered their assumption rates uh, can, teachers retirement still still about the same but you divide that up and you pay a little bit more I know that they said that I believe that the state is going to be on the hook for about 700 million dollars more mm -hmm. um, it's unclear exactly how much the local governments are going to be uh, paying into the more into the system, and that's a big concern for some mayors and some from county judges across the state. And I suppose at this point, Kevin, we still don't know how the state's going to pay right. uh, this per biennium. Right, and that's a, that's the thing too that uh, the governor's initially said that they were going to couple tax reform with this. Uh, now he says tax reform is going to be pushed off until 2018. Looking at how the pension reform um, negotiations took place, it's going to be pretty difficult to get an overhaul of the tax code in in an election year. When you have so many, I believe there's 19 freshman lawmakers in the House uh, up for re-election, and it's just going to be a tough pill for them to swallow. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you.